Hello, market meditators, and welcome to your daily market briefing. Short, snappy, no BS, 10-minute daily updates about the crypto markets. Delivered to you by me, Kin. How we made it in the cryptocurrency markets without getting wrecked. Yep, you heard right. At the end of today's call, we're going to share with you how we made it in the cryptocurrency markets without getting wrecked. It is a secret area or tool of the cryptocurrency markets that we were able to use to our advantage, but which many people don't use to their advantage and then inevitably end up getting wrecked. So make sure you stick around until the end of the call. That's going to be really important for everyone in the cryptocurrency markets, whether you're a beginner, intermediate, expert, god, whatever. Before we get to that point in the call, however, we've got some important things to do. We're going to look at the BTC ETH altcoin market charts, and we're going to cover the top headlines in the crypto news today because there's been quite a lot of noise and events going on. Right, so beginning with our market leader then BTC, we see that we are still currently trading around about the 19.5k level call it. So uh, not too bad actually holding our ground fairly well in the run up to this week where we're going to have a lot of big banks, corporations, etc. releasing their financial earnings reports and these reports do have a lot of impact on the market. So maybe BTC is just holding its ground steady in anticipation of these big results. Crypto is locked into consolidation mode and that will continue until investors are convinced of the risks of the Fed over tightening and sending the economy into a severe recession are gone. Crypto prices countered equity markets, which rose for a second consecutive day with the tech heavy focused Nasdaq, S&P 500 and Dow Jones Industrial Average all climbing about a percentage point and encouraging third quarter earnings reports from several global brands, including Goldman Sachs, which said profits had dropped but surpassed targets. The investment bank has ramped up its interest in crypto over the past year as well. Ethereum finds itself trading around about the 1.3k level, dipping below the 1.3k level importantly at certain points in the day, but overall a bit of a gradual uh, downward action on the 24 hour for Ethereum. So taking a look at that uh, overall, we see BTC trading about 2% down on the 24 hour, Ethereum about 2% down as well. So our first and second market leader are not doing very well. Unsurprising, therefore, to see a lot of the top altcoins by market cap in the red and a few notable movers in the green, such as Aave and Uniswap. Charts of the day complete. Let's head on over to the top headlines. And once we've covered those top headlines very briefly, remember, we will be going into the secret tool we've been using that has helped us make it in the cryptocurrency markets. In yesterday's call, we went into great detail on Aptos. Today, we will just do a little summary, given that it is still very important in the crypto headlines and markets today. We've been talking about blockchain for years and especially about the scalability trilemma. Has new kid on the block Aptos got what it takes? Aptos's layer one blockchain launched yesterday to more of a fan farewell than a fan fair. The blockchain had been tagged by some with a maximum transaction rate of 160,000 TPS, but was operating nowhere near that on day one. The native blockchain explorer shows a verified rate of just over 4 TPS and critics were quick to pile in. One postulated that there were some launch glitches that made the platform unusable and led to the community discord being shut down. The blockchain project is based on the proof-of-stake mechanism and it is the brainchild of Mo Sheikh and Avery Ching, two former Meta employees. They were part of the DM blockchain team, which was dissolved earlier this year and have used the DM programming language in Aptos. 
The firm has raised $350 million over several rounds with lead investors including A16Z, FTX Ventures and Binance Labs. Aptos tweeted to say network has been performing as expected and will see increased activity as ecosystem projects on board. They added that the social media channels were shut down to protect the community from scams. Time for our next headline then. A16Z has also made headlines because it has come out and said it doesn't support the plan to break up DeFi giant MakerDAO. Venture capital giant Anderson Horowitz, or A16Z, is not on board with the founder's vision to break up MakerDAO, one of the crypto's largest decentralized finance protocols, into smaller units. A16Z, an investor in Maker, with power to sway votes in decision-making, laid out its own vision for the protocol's path forward, pushing back against some arguments of MakerDAO founder Rune Christensen's endgame manifesto on how to make Maker more decentralized and censorship resistant. Maker is a cornerstone of decentralized finance where users withdraw and lend crypto in an automated manner. It also issues DAI, the $6 billion decentralized stablecoin backed by some $7.8 billion in assets locked up by investors. Whatever you think about the proposal, I really do welcome this kind of environment in cryptocurrency where there's so much transparency and investors, founders, community members can all state their opinion and viewpoint when it comes to a certain project or proposal. And certainly DAOs are taking us more and more closer to user governance and more autonomy. Our next headline takes a look at DAP Radar that says that Decentralized has 650 daily active users. Decentraland has been upgraded from a hamlet to a village, according to revised numbers from the data platform DapRadar. DapRadar says there are now 650 daily unique active wallets on Decentraland, or users interacting with the DAP, defined as a decentralized application that runs on a blockchain without a central administrator. Two more headlines before we go on to our secret crypto tool that helped us make it in the cryptocurrency markets. Cello protocol Moolah Market loses over $10 million in a market manipulation attack. Cello-based lending and borrowing protocol Moolah Market saw over $10 million worth of tokens stolen and later returned this morning after a market manipulation attack. The exploit was the second of its kind in the last few weeks, with the attackers manipulating the prices of Moolah's native Moo token to borrow collateral against their positions, effectively draining the protocol. Moolah developers said the attack started during late Asian hours on Tuesday. An unknown attacker started manipulating the price of Moo on OobSwap, allowing the attacker to manipulate the MooTwap price oracle used by the Moolah protocol, they wrote. Oracles are third-party services that fetch data from outside a blockchain to within it. Final headline then, when markets collide. With interest rates increasing, we might expect to see a slowdown in the housing market similar to that which NFTs experienced. But companies like Roofstock on chain must not have gotten the memo. They just sold a three-bedroom South Carolina house as an NFT for $170,000. The investor Adam Slipikoff purchased the property with just one click, paying the balance in USDC. Each potential buyer must register with the company before shopping on their NFT marketplace. Upon registration, they receive a non-transferable membership token, marking them as a verified buyer. Once verified, buyers can connect to the NFT marketplace and purchase a home on-chain NFT with a single click. On the back end, each property listed on the platform is an NFT owned by an individual single purpose 
Limited Liability Company or LLC. The NFT sold is associated with sole ownership of the LLC. The housing market could be ready to wind down for conventional buyers, but this innovative company is carving out its own niche in an enormous market. Some critics have claimed the process behind the scenes is too complicated, but they did manage to sell a title-insured, rent-ready property as an NFT settling the transaction in crypto. Furthermore, the landmark sale illustrates a broader application for non-fungible digital assets. NFTs can be used to validate ownership of physical assets like property, but it's only a scratch on the surface. Diplomas, medical records, tax filings, virtually any mechanism requiring proof of authenticity is just waiting its turn to bolster the ever-strengthening use case of non-fungible tokens. Congratulations if you have made it this far in the call because we've covered the charts, we've covered the top headlines, and we're about to head into our secret crypto tool that helped us make it in the cryptocurrency markets without getting wrecked. The tool that helped us make it in the cryptocurrency markets without getting wrecked is just a simple beginner's level understanding of tokenomics. Tokenomics is critical for every type of crypto project you want to consider or invest in. For example, Aptos right now has been all over the news, all over crypto Twitter, and a lot of people are commenting on the specifics of Aptos's tokenomics as points of concern. If you are able to identify good tokenomics, you're well on your way to finding that project or coin that can go on to 10x. Conversely, if you do not spot red flags in tokenomics, you could lose your money, be involved in a rug pull, or just get scammed. So for the next few minutes, I will give you a baseline understanding of tokenomics that you can use in every part of your crypto journey. So why look at tokenomics at all? Tokenomics can grant insight into a team's motives, help to contextualize future price movement, give alpha for early action, or even predict the likelihood of a rug pull. This information is typically found in white papers, GitHub repositories, medium articles, or direct links on web pages or social media. Now, if no tokenomics are published everywhere, it should be considered a red flag. Let's begin with three areas of tokenomics, utility, deflationary mechanisms, and initial offerings. Whenever you are looking at a token of a project, ask yourself, what am I supposed to do with this? Utility, utility, utility. Identifying functions of the token indicates the strength of a project's fundamentals. Holding tokens like Baby Doge may prove profitable to some lucky investors, but with no utility beyond speculation, it's statistically less likely to succeed in the long term. Solana's ecosystem in contracts is filled with relevant use cases. Aside from the organic demand created from transaction fees, NFTs, DeFi, and more decorate the trophy hall of the Solana network. So what you need to do scrutinize opportunities, staking opportunities, transaction fees, marketplaces, and other reasons to need the token. There should be some reason to have the token beyond just speculation. Next up, deflation. That is right, deflation is more than just a Fed buzzword. Some projects include a plan for removing tokens from circulation. This is particularly important for inflationary tokens with no cap, but plays an important role in most cases. Inflationary tokens will see their prices driven to the ground without deflationary mechanisms in place. Two of the most common methods are burning and incentivization. Burning is the process of permanently removing tokens from circulation. This is done by sending tokens to a burn address or an address from which they are irretrievable. 
Incentivizations are methods employed to entice users to hold tokens over a long period in order to remove them from circulation. For example, Ethereum's EIP-1559 upgrade began burning 70% of gas fees charged when it was launched. This measure was put in place because there is no limit to the total number of coins that can be produced. It should be noted that while Ethereum does not limit the total supply of ETH, the network does limit production of 18 million coins per year. Examining deflationary mechanisms uncovers how projects plan to handle an increasing supply. Acquaint yourself with how projects plan on managing token emissions. If it's inflationary with no way to stymie the creation of tokens or tie up liquidity, consider walking away. And when token, the battle cry of apes everywhere. When a project's token becomes available, it usually does so through an initial offering of some kind. IEOs and IDOs are listed directly on centralized and decentralized exchanges respectively. Some offerings require whitelisting certain addresses to be eligible for purchasing the token. The nuance of official initial offerings is a deep topic too robust for coverage now. As it relates to tokenomics, the timeline of a token's initial offering is the primary concern. Avalanche's ICO offered tokens at 0.50 cent and 0.85 cent, depending on invested level and parabolically rose relatively soon after conclusion. Use initial offerings to examine price history or anticipate upcoming releases. Participating in project Discord and Telegram channels are popular ways of getting whitelisted for these events. Do not sleep on this due diligence or you might be rudely awakened with a rug being pulled out from under you. So we've just discussed utility, deflationary mechanisms and initial offerings. Tokenomics is not the only thing that we discuss on these calls. I discuss news, charts every single day and I always share with you guys a fundamental tool, strategy or insight that you can use to help you on your crypto journeys. Adi, that is goodbye in Luxembourgish.